is everybody. This is a rebroadcast of Conversation Peace for KPFK Membership Fund Drive. We have a few limited special premiums still available for you. Yes, all the premiums did not sell out when this first aired. So we want to give you the opportunity to not only support KPFK and programs like Conversation Peace on KPFK, but also support and acknowledge my guest, the Women's Leadership Project, who provided these premiums for us, our listening audience, some unique and wonderfully made gifts. Part of the limited special premiums are beautifully designed, hand-painted, and graphic spray-painted t-shirts with Protect Queer Youth on the front and Standing for Black Girls logo on the back. More on that later. They are designed by Brianna, who is an up-and-coming artist, one of the young women of the Women's Leadership Project. For a small donation of $65, support your favorite station, KPFK, by showing love to the next generation at 818-985-5735. That's 818-985-KPFK or go to kpfk.org and pledge securely online for these limited special premiums provided by the Women's Leadership Project. Unfortunately, tickets to the play, White Knight's Black Paradise, written and directed by Dr. Sakibu Hutchison, went quickly. But the book that the play is based on, we have two left. This book, White Knight's Black Paradise, amplifies the lived experiences, politics, moral dilemmas, and social histories of black women in People's Temple and Jonestown. Yeah, remember that? 45 years ago, next month. Okay, listen to the show and learn more. Make sure you call 818-985-5735. That's 818-985-KPFK or go to kpfk.org. Let's sell out of these last few limited special premiums. For a small donation of $75 for the book, White Nights, Black Paradise, signed by the author, Sakibu Hutchison, and or the hand-designed T-shirt for $65. And look, if you call and the women's leadership premiums are exhausted, then just pledge $25 and become a voting member for KPFK and support community radio, where the listeners have a voice, have a say in how the station is organized, how the station is governed, and how the station sounds throughout most of Southern California. Call now. Here is the rebroadcast of Conversation Piece for KPFK Membership Fund Drive. What it is, good morning. I am Angela Birdsong, your Conversation Piece host, coming live from KPFK Studios with something new or unusual to talk about for stimulating conversation for you on the bus, train, plane, driving, cleaning, cooking, chilling, building, whatever you are doing this Saturday morning or wherever you may be at this moment in time during this KPFK membership fun drive. We have a group of special guests with special limited premiums for you today. Yes, I'm excited about this. Despite the, the, the rough 
ride of beginning of the show this morning. I am excited. And you may want to call down because, look, we got these special limited premiums for you. I'm not going to tell you what they are yet, but you may want to call 818-985-5735. That's 818-985-KPFK or go to kpfk.org and find out about these special limited premiums before I give you the details in the next few minutes. Okay, so check this out. October 28th in Lamert Park in front of the Vision Theater and Chaos Network from 11.30 a.m. to 2 p.m., the hashtag Standing for Black Girls Coalition brings a community action to end rape culture and sexual violence with a rally and speakers to uplift black girl and women survivors of sexual and domestic violence. Today on Conversation Piece, you will hear more about this movement and other campaigns from my guests, the Young Women of the Women's Leadership Project and its founder, Dr. Sakivu Hutchison. Yes, that's Dr. Earl Afari Hutchison's daughter. We all family right up in here, you guys. So my conversation piece, they have these beautiful offerings for our listening audience for our KPFK Fall Membership Drive. Hand painted WLP standing for black girls t-shirts books about black women in the people's temple Jim Jones Diana right and the book is titled White Nights Black Paradise by Sakibu Hutchison and all of which we will explain soon about these these premiums but first we have an announcement from Sister Charlene Muhammad a good announcement Million Man March. Welcome to Conversation Peace. Sister Charlene Muhammad, national correspondent of the Final Call newspaper, about the 28th anniversary of the Million Man March. Thank you so much, Ange. Thank you for having me on Conversation Peace and peace and blessings to everyone. For the Nation of Islam, we're very excited to invite everyone out across the country and especially in Los Angeles for the Atonement and the Great War. And that is the theme 
of the Holy Day of Atonement and the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan's National Assistant. Student Minister Ishmael Muhammad is going to be delivering a very special address on behalf of Minister Farrakhan. So again, this 28th anniversary of the historic Million Man March Holy Day of Atonement is themed Atonement and the Great War, the special address on behalf of Minister Farrakhan to be delivered by his national assistant, Student Minister Ishmael Muhammad. Tell us what was the original purpose of the Million Man March? Atonement reconciliation and responsibility. Minister Farrakhan called the black man to atone, to be better husbands, better fathers, better brothers, better community members. He called on the black man to stand up and they did. So the main purpose was to atone, to atone to God. It was held on a Monday. Many who went, many who observed may remember This is a day of no work, no school, no play. This is a day of reflection, reconciliation, and prayer. And for those who may not be familiar with the Million Man March, where did it take place? The National Mall in Washington, D.C. You may view the broadcast at NOI.org, NOI.org. to a rebroadcast of Conversation Piece for KPFK Membership Fund Drive. I am your host, Angela Birdsong, and we have one of my favorite women's group on air today, the Women's Leadership Project. Okay, we are having some technical difficulties up in here today. So my guests are on the phone and we are going to have to figure this thing out. So in the meantime, in the meantime, let me just tell you about the women's leadership project. They, they, they're on hold. They can't hear us. Uh, Wendell is over there scrambling. Uh, so we're in the middle of our fun drive. Y'all, we need money for some phones up in here. Who is going to call in and to 818-985-KPFK and donate some money? Okay, we got Sukivu on. Sukivu Hutchinson, are you there? Yes. <laughs> yes. 
girl. <laughs> All I can do is just laugh and keep it pushing. <laughs> we said, we, look, you guys, you know, everybody, just in case you don't know about radio production, when we have our pre-interviews, we talk about some of the things that can happen in live radio. And did we not talk about this, Dr. Hutchison? <laughs> yes, we did. <laughs> Oh, my goodness. Okay, so time is ticking. You're on. And so, okay, so let's let's talk about these wonderful premiums that you have for us, for for our audience today. First of all, thank you for being a guest on Conversation Piece. Thank you. Thank you. For 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 donating premiums to KPFK. And thank you for always letting me cover um, you guys, you know, your, your plays, your community actions, um, having, having the youth on KPFK Rebel Alliance News, giving us commentaries, uh, you know, thank, you know, just thank you for, 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 for what you, for what you do. You guys, I call her a walking conglomerate, uh, because they have so many different things that's going on. So, so tell us briefly about WLLP and then let's, and then we'll get into, um, the book and the play. Okay. So WLP is the Women's Leadership Project. And we're a black feminist mentoring civic engagement and advocacy program. We're based in South LA. We have an emphasis on sexual and domestic violence prevention education, reproductive justice, uh, framed through a peer education lens. We provide scholarships, paid internships, college readiness support. We do a lot with our youth on really prepping them and providing leadership for their writing, their publishing, their podcasting. We have a virtual homegirl podcast, and I know some of those youth are going to be talking about that process shortly. We do a lot of community forums. So you did mention that we have the Standing for Black Girls uh, campaign coming up, and that is going to be focused on ending rape culture and sexual violence, specifically around the high rates of violence that African-American girls and women are experiencing in L.A. City and L.A. County, as well as the high rates of violence that black queer youth are experiencing vis-a-vis sexual and domestic and intimate partner violence and sex trafficking. So that's one initiative that we put in place really for the past three years um, since the advent of the pandemic. We also have a Standing for Black Girls Coalition and a wellness initiative uh, that provides free individual therapy for African-American girls and BIPOC youth and queer youth, because what we found in youth surveys with survivors of sexual violence, sexual harassment, and domestic violence that many of our African-American girls who were survivors were not receiving any kind of therapeutic intervention. They did not have access to counseling. They did not have access to culturally competent practitioners that were coming from their lived experiences, their uh, community context, and their walk of life. And so we really want to provide them with that kind of resource, specifically from a humanistic perspective, because we have so many African-American queer youth that are experiencing religious trauma and discrimination, homophobia, and transphobia within faith-based communities, in addition to African-American girls who are experiencing that kind of trauma. So that is an initiative that's been in place for the past two years, and we spearheaded that with Open Path Counseling, which is based in Inglewood and provides uh, queer-affirming 
therapists and practitioners, as well as uh, black womanist and humanist and secularly aligned therapists and practitioners. You guys are very busy in making sure that our black girls are protected in a safe place, for sure. And you, you've been doing this for how long? Well, WOP started in 2002. So we began uh, right here in South L.A. in the Crenshaw District at Audubon Middle School, piloted at Audubon, Audubon Middle School as well as Clay Middle School, and since transitioned to South L.A. high schools. So we have programming at King Drew Medical Magnet. We've had programming at Diego Rivera at Washington Prep at Gardena High School, at Dorsey High School, and Hawkins High School. Right. See, I was only familiar that you guys were at Gardena. So when you said Audubon, I was like, oh, my goodness. Okay. How did, how yeah, did back I? Back in, in 2002. Yes. That's, 2000. like I said, it began at that middle school. And that was during the period where Audubon was really at a tipping point in terms of transitioning from being predominantly African-American to becoming a more Latinx. And so an impetus for the formation of WLP was the void for African-American girls with respect to anti-racist and black feminist and womanist aligned programming that really focused on the, the risk factors vis-a-vis sexual and domestic and intimate partner violence victimization. And the fact that prevention education is not a linchpin, unfortunately, in LAUSD, that's very difficult to gain space in the curriculum for prevention education. Two of the premiums that we have are WLP t-shirts. And I'm not sure if Bree is on is on the line or not, but tell us about the the community action that's taking place on October 28th that that I, I mentioned earlier in the billboard in Lamert Park in front of the Vision Theater. This is the fourth annual. How did you guys get started? How did you guys decide this is this is our location? This is what we're going to stand on, and we're and we're walking through the streets marching. Again, we wanted to foreground the fact that we have such high rates of sexual violence victimization in our communities. If you look at the stats, they're horrendous. According to the Black Women's Blueprint, by the time they are 18, approximately 60% of African-American girls will have experienced some form of sexual abuse. We know that it's normalized in our culture. We know that it's also erased in our culture insofar as there are not that many mass actions that focus on the depth and the systemization of violence victimization amongst African-American girls and women across sexuality. So we really wanted to amplify that in Lamert Park, which of course is an epicenter of African-American culture and lived experience and community organizing. We also wanted to highlight the fact that black girls are experiencing skyrocketing rates of sexual harassment in their schools of sex trafficking on the streets in L.A. County and in other sectors in L.A. County, not just on the streets, but also social media, being recruited for sex trafficking, uh, being preyed on for sex trafficking, and that oftentimes African-American girls are criminalized as perpetrators of their own victimization. 
And so African-American girls between the ages of 12 to 14 represent a large number of youth that are being sex trafficked in L.A. County, being treated and perceived as perpetrators, being criminalized, becoming incarcerated, and being transitioned through what's been dubbed the sexual abuse to prison pipeline. So these were things that we wanted to amplify and to underscore that there is so much erasure and silence in our own communities about the depth of the victimization that black girls are experiencing on multiple fronts. There's almost impossible, you know, to talk about, unfortunately, our own complicity in normalizing and institutionalizing these regimes of misogynoirs, which means anti-black misogyny, violence against black women and girls across sexuality, because we know that black queer youth, be they uh, trans, be they non-binary, be they gender non-conforming, are also at the epicenter of this pandemic within the pandemic that is sexual violence victimization. You know, uh, later in, in the show, I'm, I'm going to play this um, PSA from the Los Angeles County Department of um, Public Social Services, where they explain what domestic violence is. And when you when you actually listen to that, it's just, just like a minute and a few seconds. But when you listen to them explain what um, it consists of, then you're like, there's a lot of things that we have been ignoring for sure. Because we you know, we always think of sexual violence, you know, domestic violence, partner violence, partner intimate violence as, you know, physical abuse. But it includes, you know, name calling, um, 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 emotional abuse, uh, mental mental abuse, um, psychological warfare, um, cat calling, um, groping, stalking, stalking right. All, right. All 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 of those um, type of things. And now you throw in, um, you know, te- technology that just takes it to a whole a whole different level. So one of the premiums that 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 you that you gave us that you gave us. Thank you for that. Are hand painted T-shirts that talks of that that says protect queer youth uh, in the front. And then in the back, it says um, standing for black girls. And it also has WLP, a Women's Leadership Project, on the back. And these are designed by one of your youth, one of your members, Brianna um, Bree, that everybody calls her, and designed by her. So you guys, that you guys are listening, first of all, um, you're not going to hear these voices, this story on anywhere on commercial radio, you will want to support this type of programming at KPFK. This is, this is who, who you are donating to. So for the t-shirt, the t-shirt handmade by a young lady. I don't know if Brie is on. Is Brie on? Is Brie on? Okay. If Brie's not on, we know that we're going to talk to Lizette next. Lizette, are you on? Okay, so we don't know. We don't know. So, Sakiba, I think it's just going to be me and you rocking this whole thing, right? <laughs> well, no, actually not. No. No? Um, so, if you could tell your board operator that we have a number of folks that have been trying to call in, and I don't know if they're just in some type of dead zone on hold. <laughs> right, but right, if, if you right. Could try and connect with them, because I know they've been vigilantly trying for the past 15 minutes. 
Okay. So, uh, right. So, Lizette, if you can hear us, hang up and call back because we're right now we're showing Jessica, Kimberly, and Sakivu on, on, on the, on the phone. So look, for a donation of $65, you can get one of these beautiful t-shirts. Get one of these beautiful t-shirts and help us get some new phones. How about that? And you can call 818-985-5735. That's 818-985-KPFK, where you can pledge and get one of these t-shirts that Brie May, Brianna, one of, one of the youth. How long had Brianna been with, with, um, WLP? Bree has been with WLP since 2018, so about five years. About five years. So you guys, when you're yeah. when, when you're when you're 20 years old or 21 years old, five years, five years ago, she was a teenager. <laughs> she <Exactly>. made <laughs> yeah, Dardena High School. Yeah. Right, right. She she made these T-shirts, and right now she's a student in a local community college here in Los Angeles. Congratulations, Bree! Uh, and she designed these these um, these T-shirts, and um, I think there's a hand painted um, um, hand painted peace sign in in the front of it, and. Just beautifully designed. So you guys, sixty-five dollars. That's that's one of the the premiums that we have. Another premium that we have is Sukivu's book, White Knights, Black Paradise. Tell us. Well, you know what? Before we get into the book, Wendell, can you play the clip with Lizette? And that should be clip number four, where she is talking about domestic violence. This is a commentary that Lizette did for us for for KPFK Rebel Alliance News, because this is where WLP, this is where the Standing for Black Girls Coalition, this is where they are making sure that there is a safe place for women safe place for black girls and black women. This is their command, their campaign demanding for black girls, affirming culturally responsive programming and safe places. Hello, my name is Lizette Silu, and I'm 17 years old. Now, being in LA, we've all seen a case of someone dealing with domestic violence, whether it was on social media, the news, or even people in our communities. Lately, it seems as if it's become normalized in the media and not a cause for concern, when really, it's the opposite. So what is domestic violence? Domestic violence can include violent and aggressive acts between partners or spouses. Domestic violence can be mental abuse, physical abuse, emotional abuse, and any combination of the three. According to the Institute of Women's Policy Research, status of black women in the United States report, more than 40% of black women experience domestic violence in their lifetime. By contrast, 31.5% of non-black women experience domestic abuse. Black women are 10 times more likely to be a victim of domestic violence than any other race. And four out of 10 black women will experience domestic violence in their lifetime. Social and cultural stereotypes play a large role in black women and girls being more susceptible to this violence. Stereotypes such as women always have to submit to their significant other, black women can't keep a partner, and black women are weak, 
make black women want to try to fit the stereotype or prove the stereotype wrong. This also puts a target on our backs. There are many reasons why women may be scared to exit out of violent and toxic domestic relationships. Survivors may fear for their children as well as the risk of being a single mother. They might have financial concerns, fear of victim shaming or religious stigma or lack of support from their communities. An example of this is when Rihanna was assaulted by Chris Brown. Chris Brown punched Rihanna numerous times and left her with a busted lip, a black eye, and a bruised face, and society still makes jokes about the situation rather than being a support system for Rihanna. Don't even get me started on Megan Thee Stallion and Tory Lanez. Megan was shot in her foot by Tory. After the incident, Tory and other social media users called her a liar and invalidated her trauma. Now, what message is this giving people on social media and in the real world? It gives the impression that intimate partner violence is okay because black girls can quote-unquote handle it. It also suggests that black women bring the violence upon themselves and that if we don't speak up, we're okay with it. Intimate partner violence isn't just something you see on social media. It is also common in our communities. A couple of years ago, I had a neighbor who was in a domestic relationship, a violent domestic relationship. The neighbor and her partner would argue almost every night. The police were called on them frequently, and they almost lost their children. It was heartbreaking to see that she couldn't leave because she wanted to make sure her children were safe, and the cycle never ended. So it's not like black women want to stay, but sometimes they don't have access to the resources needed, or it's bigger than just the people in the relationship. Domestic and intimate partner violence can take a monumental toll on black women's mental stability. It can cause increased anxiety, depression, and post-traumatic stress disorder. Not only does domestic violence affect the mental stability of the people in the relationship, but it affects their kids and later generations to come. Children who witness abuse may have low self-esteem, skip school, abuse drugs and alcohol, and engage in other negative things. Not to mention, they might repeat the cycle of violence. According to womenshealth.gov, a boy who sees his mother being abused is 10 times more likely to abuse his female partner as an adult. And a girl who grows up in a home where her father abuses her mother is six times as likely to be sexually abused. This means that the change of the future starts with us. We can determine whether the cycle of abusive relationships, abuse young girls, and single mother continues or ends. Social media posts, activism, and education can go a long way towards bringing about justice and change. If you or anyone you may know be experiencing domestic violence, please consider utilizing resources that can help. From one black girl to another, we're all we got. There's the National Domestic Violence Hotline. You can call the number 1-800-799-7233 or text START to 88788. There's also the Genesee Center in Los Angeles and also Peace Over Violence. My name is Lizette Seelu from Women's Leadership Project reporting for KPFK Rebel Alliance News.
hitting, slapping, punching, kicking, pushing, biting, using weapons, forced sexual activity, putting down, name calling, yelling, playing mind games, controlling of all your finances, threatening to harm their children, family members, or pets, or call authorities, stalking. If you have experienced any of the above forms of abuse caused in an intimate partner relationship, you may be a victim of domestic violence. Services are available to help you end the abuse in your life and the lives of your family. If you need help right away or are experiencing domestic violence, call one of the following hotlines. Los Angeles County Domestic Violence Hotline 1-800-978-3600 National Domestic Violence Hotline 1-800-799-7233 They are both operational 365 days a year, 24 hours a day. We are standing for black girls. I'm Angela Birdsong. You're listening to Conversation Piece, and we have Women's Leadership Project on as our special guests, Sukivu Hutchison, Lizette, Ashanti, and some of the other girls who are trying their best to get on. And the commentary that we heard before, okay, okay, first, the song that just played, Standing for Black Girls, this is WLP's Virtual Homegirls podcast theme music. Isn't that song just beautiful? I love that song. And before the song, we had Lizette um, giving her commentary uh, that she she did earlier this year, I believe it was, for KPFK Rebel Alliance News. And and we have another commentary that we're going to play. Hopefully we have time time for that because that one's going to be Ashanti's. Lizette. I know the plan was for us to um, introduce, have you introduce that commentary, but tell us what led you to write that and, and when did you write it and how long did it take you to do that? Welcome to Conversation Peace. Hi, thank you for introducing me. I'm Lisa Shilu with WLP, Immigration Project, and what inspired me, I actually wrote that piece um, last I want to say the beginning of this year. Yes, the beginning of this year, maybe around January, February, around that time. Um, I wrote that. I talked a little about that in uh, my commentary because I was, when I lived in Long Beach, I actually had um, a neighbor who was across from me who, like, she was in a very, like, a pretty rough, intimate, partner, violent kind of relationship, but it was also affecting the kids. But at that time... I wasn't really, like, expressing my voice. I wasn't really writing. It just wasn't, I just, like, kept it in. But then when I got into a women's leadership project, they gave me an outlet to express my voice and basically share my experiences and share, like, that even though, like, it may go unnoticed, like, somebody is out there fighting for them. And that's what I wanted to do. That's something I wanted to be a part of. And basically sharing my experience it actually touched a lot more lives than I thought. And it was just just having this outlet and being able to share and hearing other stories based on the one that I shared that most people didn't feel comfortable sharing beforehand. It was just very, like, heartwarming. 
even though it's not really a good situation, it's just have, seeing that, like, what I wrote about gave people a space to feel welcome, heard, and things of that sort, it just, it just does something for me. And that's why I wrote that article and more after that one as well. Excellent. Excellent. And, you know, and, and it reminds people, you know, that they're, they're not alone because, you know, when you're going through, um, serious trauma, you, you, you feel like, you feel like you're alone and there, there, there's no, there, there's no one else out there, um, who's experiencing what, what you're experiencing and that no one else will, will understand. So thank you for turning that you know, that, that situation into, um, something that, that can help heal, um, and bless other, other people. And, and who knew that we were going to play that commentary again, right? I, I, you know, I, all, you know, all the commentaries that you guys sent in, um, to Rebel Alliance News was so greatly appreciated and well received, um, by, by our, our, our KPFK listeners. So KPFK listeners, you know, we are in our fun, a fall fun drive and you hear we have young people on the air right now. Let's support programs like this. Let's support programs that bring in communities that you usually don't hear their voice, where their voice is silenced or there's no platform for for their voice. Call 818-985-5735. That's 818-985-KPFK. Or go to kpfk.org and you can pledge securely online. Like I said, we have special limited premiums for you guys that came straight from um, WLP. We have um, the T-shirts. So the T-shirts that that we have, um, like I said, are, are hand-painted, and they are designed by, by Brianna. We also have, we also have two books by Sakivu Hutchison, White Knights, Black Paradise. The play is going to be at the Blue Door Theater at 9617 Venice Boulevard in Culver City. And it's running. It's running from the, well, actually, you know what, Dr. Sakivu, you tell us about the play and when it's running, about the book. Come on. Yeah, so White Knights Black Paradise, the novel, was based upon the experiences of African-American women in the People's Temple Movement, the People's Temple Church, which immigrated to Jonestown, Guyana in the 1970s and uh, tragically self-destructed in what was the largest murder-suicide in U.S. history, and prior to the 9-11 attacks was uh, the largest loss of American civilian life in U.S. history. And what is not widely known about the Jonestown massacre and tragedy is that the majority of those who died in Jonestown were African-American women, children, and men. And so the novel and the play amplify the erasure of that history in addition to the moral dilemmas, the complexities, the diasporic longing and imagination that informed black women's trajectory in the People's Temple Movement, which spanned about 30 years to the demise of the church in Jonestown, Guyana in 1978. Folks are probably familiar with the name Jim Jones, and Jim Jones was the founder of that church, but the church was actually powered by black women's socioeconomic contributions, by extended black families, by black sweat equity and capital. In fact, in the final months 
of the temple's existence and the Jonestown colony's existence, approximately $36,000 in Social Security income was going to the funding of the Jonestown settlement. And that was coming from African-American older women. So that's one of the, the linchpin issues that we expose in both the novel and the play production, White Nights, Black Paradise, which features an amazing, phenomenally talented, a predominantly black, multiracial cast. Uh, it also amplifies the experiences of queer African-American folk and secular African-American folk within the church movement and the degree to which the church movement was really informed by the turbulence of the post-civil rights movement era, the post-black power movement era, the second wave women's movement, and all the uprisings around self-determination for queer communities in San Francisco and California in general. I saw the play, and it was wonderful. It, you know, riveting and eye-opening, because we, you know, we only know about um, the Jim Jones People's Temple based on what, you know, America media decide to share with us, had no idea that there were so many black people involved um, in the infrastructure of it and the support of it and in the death of it. So, Absolutely. Yes. So thank you. The percent of those who died in Jonestown were, were black folks, and that really needs to be underscored and to be acknowledged as a memento mori. And I just want to note that the play opening coincides with the 45th anniversary of the massacre. Whoa. It's been 45 years? 45 years. Wow. So that means we were young when that happened. <laughs> right, right. I mean, I, I remember quite vividly that front page picture of all of those black bodies that were strewn on the grounds of that colony. And there was just no substantive focus on, again, the impetus for the movement, the lives of those folks, and the political agency and self-determination that they were attempting to exercise in immigrating to Jonestown. Wow. Wow. I, you, you know, first of all, thank you for, for, for keeping this in the, no, in the news, you know, within our, our purview. Because, other, you know, otherwise it's just a story, right? It's just, oh, yeah, you know, they drank the, you know how we say, oh, they drank the Kool-Aid, right? right? But, but it goes way deeper than that. These, these were lost lives. And, and these lives, you know, th these were people's daughters, sons, um, people, lives who mattered, right? And, um, exactly. yeah, yeah. So with that, I saw the play. It was, it was, it was fabulous. I, I enjoyed it. And like I said, it was a learning experience. And we also have the book. Uh, we have two books that, uh, Sukivu has lovingly given us. And with a donation of $75, you can get one of those books. So call in at kpfk.org. Call in at 818-985-5735. That's 818-985-KPFK. If you're listening, you already know the numbers. You guys know the numbers. And you can go to kpfk.org and pledge. And you can get um, one of um, Dr. Hutchison's books. 
White Knights Black Paradise. Or you can get the T-shirts. You guys, we have we have special limited premiums for you today from from a group that is dear to my heart, Women's Leadership Project. They're one of my favorite women's groups and I just love the way that you guys, you know, I just love the way you guys work and what you do in the community and how you love all women, all black women. And, you know, it's not just, oh, we only like this kind or we only like that kind, but you love all, all of, all of the girls. And I just, I just really, um, appreciate, appreciate that. Um, Ashanti, we have you on and darling, we are not going to be able to play your commentary because we're going to run out of time. And I just feel like we have to do this show all over again. I don't know how we're going to do that because, (laughs) (laughs) because we had so much stuff planned for for you guys, but I think you'll be able to get um, a very good taste of it by going to the play, by getting the book, by going to Lamert Park on October 28th, by going to their website what is you guys' website? Women's Leadership LA dot org, right? Yes. Okay, Ashanti. Tell us about yes. about your experience with WLP. You only you only you have you only got a minute. I'm sorry. <laughs> I will try to keep it under thirty seconds. <laughs> okay. Um, <laughs> my experience with WLP. I've been in WLP um, since 2019. Um, I've elevated within my position. I was the, um, at Kiju, I was the president, and then now I'm working with the interns um, as on staff and just working with it as a lead intern as well. So my experience with WLP has been a positive one. It's exposed me to things like KPFK and just being able to share my voice and have my voice heard on a national level. And I can't wait to see what WLP has in store for us in the future. Oh, you did keep it short. <laughs> very good, very good. And, and she and and look, um, um, KPFK um, listeners, she's she's one of the the ladies that that did a commentary. You how many? You did what? Two or three commentaries for us for for the news? Yes. Right. Thank you. Thank you for yeah. for 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 your commentary. One on, on sex trafficking, by the way, which oh. we use in the classroom. Oh, we do our sex trafficking uh, curriculum on prevention education. So oh. that's a real pivotal piece. Oh, wow. You guys. Then, you, Ashanti, wow. I know that we, we're running out of time, but Shanti is, mm-hmm. is so modest. Uh, Ashanti wears so many hats. She's standing for black girls, co-coordinator. Uh, she also has spoken at numerous rallies, been on KABC, has spoken at our press conference uh, recently. We did one in front of the office of CD8. Council District 8 decrying the lack of attention to, again, the skyrocketing, skyrocketing rates of violence that black are experiencing in L.A. City. So she's been a real pivotal youth leader and voice. Wonderful. And that's what WLP does. Um, you guys organize and you guys create leaders. And your, 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 your youth, they are so phenomenal. I just love what they do. Shante, congratulations to you uh, for just, just for everything that you, you have done. And Lizette, for you, I remember you, you, you facilitated um, black women in journalism at King Drew. 
um, you, you got, I can't wait to see what these ladies are going to be doing when, when I'm, 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 um, I'm doing my power prayer praise walk at the age of 80 <laughs> around the forum. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> right, right, right. Cause look, I'm not going to be in a wheelchair with a cane. I'm going to be power prayer walking around the forum still. Just, just of like course, I do today. Right, right. 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 Yep. So you guys, we, we are really out of time. Thank you, guys, for for your patience, WLP, for um, joining me today on Conversation Peace. Like I said, we're going to have to figure this out. We're going to have to figure out how to do this, do this again. It may have to be a pre-record. I don't know. I know everybody's schedules are, are busy. But but th- thank you to my Conversation Peace guests, Ashanti, Brianna, Clay, Jessica, Kim, Lizette, the young women of the Women Leadership Project and its founder, Dr. Sakivu Hutchison. Join them on October 28th. The Standing for Black Girls Coalition would take it to the streets again in Lamert Park in Los Angeles to uplift black girl and women survivors of sexual and domestic violence and call for the formation of a regional fund to provide mental health, jobs, and educational resources for black girls across sexual orientation. Get more information at Women's Leadership la.org and check out their virtual homegirl podcast on spotify remember to check out the 20th anniversary celebration of the million man march at noi.org for a special message delivered by best student minister ishmael muhammad I'm your host, Angela Birdsong, and you are listening to a rebroadcast of Conversation Peace on 112,000 watts of power. KPFK serves most of Southern California from Santa Barbara to San Diego, webcasting at kpfk.org as one of the oldest community radio stations in the country, providing an eclectic mix of public affairs, talk, news, culture, music, and health and spirituality content, including some Spanish language programming serving parts of the multi-ethnic Southern California communities. Today's show is a prime example of voices you will not hear on commercial radio. That's why KPFK must remain on the air, providing a place for programs such as Conversation Piece with guests like the Women's Leadership Project. Go to kpfk.org and pledge securely online or call 818-985-5735. That's 818-985-KPFK. Let's sell out of these last few limited special premiums from the Women's Leadership Project for a small donation of $75 for the book, the novel, White Nights, Black Paradise, signed by the author, Sakiva Hutchison, and or the hand-designed t-shirt for $65. And look, if you call and the women's leadership premiums are no longer available, then just pledge $25 or become a sustaining member with us. We are pleading with you to help keep your station, our station, our community radio going longer and stronger. Pledge now at 818-985-5735. That's 818-985-KPFK. 
or go to kpfk.org. Let's sell out of these last few limited premiums for the Women's Leadership Project. Thank you to our audio engineer, Wendell Handy, Michael Washington of M. Wash Soul for the opening and closing theme song, and always you, our listening audience. Reach me on social media at mtasproductions.com and follow KPFK on all social media platforms as you listen to us worldwide anytime on kpfk.org. I'm Angela Birdsong. Once again, thank you for allowing me to share this special experience of Conversation Peace with you. Remember to be on guard, stand firm in the faith, be brave, be courageous, and let all that you do be done with love. Next, Freedom Now. <laughs>